right, uno, dos, tres. What is up, everybody? This is Ray Barbon and uh, Del Del Toro coming at you with the debut of the Showtime Forum podcast. Uh, we're coming at you straight from the comfort of our home. <laughs> yes, sir. Right? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. For those of you guys that are tuning in, we appreciate it. This is the debut podcast for the Showtime Forum. Once again, it's going to be a little a little different from the uh, post-game show because a lot of people are probably going to be asking that question. So it's not going to be the same thing. It's going to be a weekly podcast. What we're going to put out during the summer through the offseason and whatnot. And we're going to just be touching on topics that, you know, that we think might interest you. And we'll, we'll start a mailbag as well on the Twitter handle so you guys can go ahead and drop any any little stories you guys want to talk about. Any little any anything you guys want to talk about, really, you know, whether it's Kobe or, you know, whatever the young core getting traded or, you know, Anthony Davis being on the rise and whatever it is. Right. So what's up, Ardell? You ready, man, or what? We doing ready, this? Man. I'm excited. Yeah? I'm excited, man. Let's, yeah. let's do this. It's a Showtime Forum. First podcast, episode one. Been waiting for this. Yeah, no, so have I. So have I. Let's kind of just start off with, you know, why we're here. So, obviously, if you're tuning in now, you must be tuning in to Showtime Forum. Showtime Forum, we're kind of, we're a new platform. Our main niche, our main, what's the word I'm looking for? Our main uh, juice is really our post-game show, which is headed by the uh, the great Gregorio Bergman, Right. Greg Bergman. So, yeah, big Greg Bergman. You can catch him on uh, ESPN LA on the uh, Mason and Ireland show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's essentially the niche of our entire platform right now. It's our our uh, live post-game show. So if you can always catch that after every Laker game, which is on what on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Twitch. Uh, what else? Twitch, Periscope, oh. mm-hmm, all that. So you can catch it on whatever you want to catch it on as long as you catch it. You know, we had a couple of interesting topics that have been going on this week, and specifically right now, the thing that's really hot is Triple B is apparently burning down right now, you know, and it's B-B-B. falling. Yeah, BBB is, is it's falling. It's crumbling right now right before our very eyes. But I don't think it is what it is either way. Like, I know a lot of people are really, really happy right now to see this empire, to have this empire come crumbling down, right? Because everybody's been kind of waiting for this moment. Me personally, I'm not really... I'm not going to say that like, I'm invested in BBB, but I kind of wanted to see it. I kind of wanted to see it disrupt things because right now, I mean, if you really get into the shoe game, you got Nike, Reebok, Puma, all the big name brands. And other than that, you're really not going to get a piece of the pie. So the fact that LeVar was able to even take as much as he did from the pie to me was impressive. Just as an average Joe who's trying to make it, who's trying to get my own cut, I, I had to root for the guy. So I've never really understood the hate that BBB got. I know it's primarily because of LeVar and his attitude and whatnot, but to me, I just – this is a sad moment right now. It's a sad moment, but I don't think it is what it is. I don't I don't think it is what it is. I don't, I don't know where you stand with the whole thing, but for me, I just – I'm not – it's leaving a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, well, as far as the BBB brand, it didn't really take off like they thought it was going to take off. Not, nothing wrong with the shoes and the clothes and all that. I just think the slogan and the, the actual name of the brand is kind of cheesy, kind of corny, like – you know, when you, you call someone a big baller nowadays, it's kind of like, oh, come on, bro. Like, you're using the word baller. Like, it's kind of cheesy, right? Or wrong? Uh, yeah, it's unless, cheesy. Unless you're a baller, I mean, then I get well, it. I, well, see, then maybe that's why it's not cheesy to me, bro. Or, or we're just not big ballers. <laughs> that's why it's, it's cheesy to us. <laughs> maybe. No, but, I mean, it's, the brand name, I think, was kind of cheesy, kind of corny. But yeah. as far as the product, the merchandise and the shoes, the shoes are great shoes. They were being reviewed by um, Nightwing2303, which is one of the best uh, sneaker reviewers on YouTube. and he actually did a test on them, performance review, the traction, the the the, the sole, everything is great on it. It's, it's a good shoe. It's comfortable. So it's nothing, no nothing to do with the shoe being a cause of Lando's injury or anything like that. But like I said, to me, it was just 
the brand name that was kind of corny. And that's why I kind of I don't think it went as far as it could have. If they would have something like better that stuck around more, it might have done better. But at the end of the day, it wasn't even anything to do with the brand or the shoes or the merchandise. It was Alan Foster. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it is Alan Foster. You know what's so funny is that I remember watching like Ball in the Fam and all that stuff and hearing LeVar rave about Alan Foster and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, this guy must be a really smart cat. Right. And now that Ramona dropped that that interesting mm. story on uh, ESPN, man, I'm like, damn, you think you know people, man? Like what they were saying, he was uh, he was just in prison, I think, what a year before he met Lavar. Yeah. So that that in itself is kind of crazy. He was just kind of looking around and he found his, he found the perfect candidate, I guess, right? Who had three freaking sons who were just causing waves and. And he changed his name too, because at first he he was known as his real name is Gregory Allen Foster, I think it was that Ramona was saying. Mm. So. He came out saying, I'm Alan Foster. He used his middle name. So when Ramona was doing Intel and trying to get a background on him, she couldn't find anything on him because there was no Alan Foster until she finally figured out that it was Gregory Alan Foster. Damn, it's always the Gregs, man. It's always the Gregs you got to look out yeah. for, man. It's like always Greg Bergman. <laughs> like Greg Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing to me is that, you know, Triple B is falling, right? And everybody's like, oh, it's terrible. But I still think LeVar is in control. I still think LeVar is in control, right? Even to this point. One thing LeVar Ball has been able to do the entire time is he's been able to kind of to pivot. So even if something hasn't yeah. gone the right way, he's pivoted like immediately. Like what happened with Leangelo? As soon as uh, Jello got caught up overseas with dealing of the sunglasses, what did he do? As soon as they suspended him from UCLA, he said, whatever, pivot. We're going to go a different route. And he went the Lithuania route, right? Yeah. So I think right now everything that we're seeing is all planned. I think the LeVar, I think the uh, the LeVar pictures, the Triple B pictures that came down off Alonzo's IG, I think those, I think that's planned. I think the avatar changing to the Nike, that was obviously planned. The Photoshop Nike commercial photo, uh, what else? The uh, they, Mellow, they, yeah, well, even the Mellow comment, the, you know, thanks for getting us out or whatever. Yeah. All that stuff, I'm telling you. Uh, did you see Demo today on his story on Instagram? Drop your the, merch. Yeah, drop the merch, right? Hashtag drop your merch. But think about it. Who has not said a damn thing? Who has not said anything this entire time? The biggest mouth of all of them. Lavar. Lavar hasn't said anything. Doesn't don't you think that's kind of weird? Yeah. Well, I mean, even on the radio earlier, they were talking about is it in a strange relationship now where Lonzo and uh, Lavar aren't even talking because Stephen Stephen A. Smith was saying it, um, they weren't talking or whatever. Um, but Ramona shut that down. She kind of said, "No, you know what? They have family meetings. They've been discussing things." However, Lonzo did make that move of leaving um, Alan Foster on his own without LeVar's blessing. So yeah, I think to me that's huge because he's saying like, I don't need your your blessing to, to do what I got to do. I, I'm a man. Like like I said, it hashtag my own man. So he's becoming yeah. his own man. And, and I think it's good. I mean, I think all this is good. And this reminds me <laughs> of when Kobe did that to his dad too. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, with the yeah, uh, issues as well. Yeah, and it was a lot of memorabilia issues too, right? Yeah. And he, yeah, you- he wanted to marry <laughs> Vanessa and... And uh, Joe Jellybean was like, nah, man, you've been living with us for a couple years as a rookie. Like, And Kobe's like, I'm trying to become my own man. And then after that, he took off with Vanessa, and Kobe became an all-time great. Well, I think we all do that at some point. I yeah. mean, I, I can remember having that moment with my pops, you know, where I was yeah. just like, hey, man, it's time for me to stand on my own two feet. Yeah. You got 20 bucks I could borrow. <laughs> I, mean, I need to pump gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, honestly, I, I don't know. I just I feel like all of this is I, – I feel Triple B is coming down. Yeah. And I feel LeVar knows the damage that the 1.5 million did. It's it's going to do them over, right? Oh yeah, 1.5 uh, million. And I was kind of breaking it down like my, I was talking to my wife about it and she was kind of asking a little bit about it. She said, "Oh, I feel so bad for them." But I started breaking down like the 
you know, the percentage of how, what they own and how much they made and just kind of throwing out spitballing and stuff. And I was like kind of showing her the fact that 1.5 million for them is, it's a big chunk. It's a big chunk yeah. of cash, you know, especially when you can't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just think that everything right now that's going on is all planned and it, it's all a part of the, the controlling narrative, which is Lonzo's leaving, right? So yeah. Lonzo's his own, he's his own man. That's the story right now, right? Oh my God, I can't believe him. He's, he's taking off and flying on his own. Yeah. That's perfect. But how do you get more attention to that? You take down IG pictures, you start changing avatars, you start putting out weird uh, comments, like vague comments like Melo did. I just, I don't know. I, I just think the fact that each one of these is happening like on a different day. The Lonzo thing was like, what, three days ago? Mm-hmm. Then the Melo's comments came out the next day. Then Demo comes out today. So I'm like, I'm just waiting for Jello to come out tomorrow with something on his own. Oh, he's next. Yeah, he's going to say something. Yeah. But I just think the fact that LaVar hasn't said anything that was so telling though. I'm just like, ah. Eh. He put out his press release and that was it. And I just yeah. feel like mm, I just think there's a reason he's not saying anything, and it's just because he's letting it, you know, draw. And then we're all gonna tune into Ball in the Family so we can find out what happened. Oh yeah, of course. You know, yeah. and you know what I'm what I'm wondering is, do you think, in your opinion, that Nike or I mean, obviously he wants to be in the Swoosh family. So do you think Nike's gonna offer the same type of deal they w- would have offered him when he was a number two pick coming straight out of college, or you think it's gonna be definitely something less than what they were offering? Because he's not a rookie anymore. Just basic negotiations, they're probably going to come back with something less. I can't imagine that they're going to come back with the same. But at the same time, he's got the biggest Nike guy on his side with LeBron. So, you know, LeBron likes to come to bat for people. So I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron's, you know, kind of pushing stuff behind the scenes, you know, to make sure this fool gets paid. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I just that's my personal opinion. I feel like it's going down, but I do feel like LeVar's still kind of controlling the whole thing. You know I don't I mean? know. I, I'm kind of fifty-fifty. I could see Lavar still being involved somehow, but I really do believe that Lonzo is becoming his own man, quote unquote. So I mean, I, I feel like he, he's going to be doing his own thing now, and Demo is going to be having his back as his manager, and no it's more Lavar Ball, Daddy, no more Daddy. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm, it sounds like still brothers, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, their, their I, brothers I, are going to get all that Nike pack. The Nike box is full of kicks and gear for sure. Yeah, if you look at uh, even Lavar's press release, he said something like, you know, along the lines of, you know, yeah, some, this went down or whatever, but we're going to make it right. So when I read his press release, I didn't think anything was going down between Lonzo and Lavar. Yeah. You know, and I know everybody's talking about the fact that all the pictures came down. Who saw the pictures before they came down? Like, I haven't, I didn't see the. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't remember either. Yeah, I can. I mean, I see all the pictures are gone now, I guess, if there were pictures, but. I don't know. It's just kind of. It feels kind of weird for that entire family to kind of get brought down off of somebody else stealing money from them. You know? Yeah, it's like a scheme, huh? Yeah, but you know, I guess they're gonna stick together. You know, speaking of sticking together, uh, I don't know if you saw LeBron his little quote that he dropped with his, where he came out and he was sitting there mimicking Greg's post. Did you see that? LeBron came out and he sat there yeah. and he literally mocked Greg Bergman's post. Yeah. A picture that Greg Bergman put up on his knees. Well, not on his knees, but on his kneel, knees. kneeling down, uh-huh. looking down, and LeBron went and copied it completely. The same exact po- photo. It's, dude, crazy, 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 crazy. But, dude, I'm just really glad that LeBron is as humble as he is, though. That's, like, what I'm really happy about. Because if we, if he was all full of himself, I couldn't even imagine what would go down with us. You know, it would all be about him. He'd probably still be like, racking up stats, and we'd probably be losing. But I'm just glad that he is just such a humble guy. He's able to put out a post like that and say, you know, that the drought's going to be over and blah 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 and all this i don't know man at this point i'm kind of just i'm i'm like i'm just so impartial not impartial i'm indifferent to these posts now with lebron so you you don't think that that post was was meaningful no no i feel like it's like it was a way to kind of put out the fire and and maybe he has like 
knowledge that we don't. Maybe he knows that, hey, somebody's coming here in the offseason or something, but I'm just over it, man. I'm just over it. I'm just so over all yeah. the like the little like the the little secretive posts, yeah. all all the timing of his posts and all this stuff. It's just like, dude, I, I wish if he if he was putting up if he was putting this much effort into his game right now. As he was to his Instagram game, then maybe you know we wouldn't. Well, be I mean, are, but he kind of is balling right now. He got a triple double the other day, and I know numbers are numbers, and and it is what it is, and it's the games don't count. But you got to give him respect and props for still playing. Wake up, come on, man! You got to <laughs> give him props for still playing, and he can he can easily have shut it down and said, "I'm a rest for the rest of the year, summer. Yeah. I'll come back next year." But he's he's playing, and he even said, "Like I don't want to cheat the basketball gods," and it's true. That's real talk. Like. Uh, that. Yeah, but you know what? But the smart thing right now is for him to not play. Like he should not be playing right now. There's no reason he should be playing. Absolutely none. I just, to me, at this point, it kind of goes back to the stat padding that he's been accused of, right? Yeah. He's still chasing right now. What did I say last time we talked on the Bulletin Board Material podcast? Right? We were talking about how I felt like he was on a farewell tour. Yeah. I kind of feel like he's playing. Yes, he's playing to show that he's playing through something. At the same time, that's not the right decision. He should not be playing at all right now. We should be tanking. You either are really bad at losing or you're either really good at winning. One or the other. You can't be in the middle. You can't. Yeah. That's like purgatory. At that point, you're just not doing nothing. Nobody needs a number 23 pick next year. That's, yeah, that's no, not, that's gonna, that's not yeah. gonna get us anything, you know. And the fact that he's sitting there with this growing injury that apparently his physical trainer came out and defended him with, talking about he sh- that he should have been gone for six months. How? How? Dude, yeah. he as soon as he came back from this growing injury, he's sitting there in inside of the uh, inside of the Lakers practice, sitting there dancing. Remember that whole yeah? He was sitting shooting threes and then coming back and dancing and all that. That doesn't look like a guy who needs to be out six months for me. Uh, maybe he's a fast healer. <laughs> maybe, but I mean, the timeline doesn't add up with what yeah, his no. physical therapist was saying. No, right? I, I definitely don't think it, it's a six month injury. No. Um, and it, it was, I think it was a grade two, so it's still not six months. I could see. Three months at the most, but there's no way. And what did he take? Six weeks? Yeah, about uh, no, I think a little bit more than six weeks. No, six, seven weeks. Seven six, weeks? seven weeks. Yeah, I mean, I like that. It's yeah. still like it sounds reasonable for six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. But for the for the trainer to come out and say the the therapist say it should have been a six month um, rehab and whatnot. Come on, man, LeBron's a freak of nature, bro. Like you know he's gonna come back in in six weeks. Kobe would have been back in four weeks, but that's another story. Yeah, I was gonna say it, but that's Kobe, bro. That's Kobe, yeah. you know. And then and then we go back to the Kobe Dijans and all that stuff. Yeah, you never know? mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to defend Kobe today. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I'm just – I'm so – I've never – even the last few losing seasons, I don't remember being just so like – what's the word? So disconnected from the team. Like right now the last week or two. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, I don't even – I don't really care. Like I don't even care to watch. Like I'll I'll pop in there here and there and watch a bit here and there, but it's just like I'm just so over it, man. I'm I'm over JaVale sitting there fumbling the ball all over the place. I'm I'm over Lance and his antics. I'm just over all of it, dude. Yeah, no, I trust me. I I don't even want to watch the games, and I don't even want to pay attention to what's going on. I mean, it's it's part of what we do and what we what we kind of put together here. Yeah. But, uh, and it's kind of unfair too to the kids and and the kids that go out there and they pay a lot of money and their parents pay a lot of money for them to go watch these stars play. That's why I give LeBron respect because if that was my son or even even myself, for example, if I paid a lot of money to go watch LeBron play and LeBron wasn't playing, I, I'd be upset. So that's why I, I respect him for still playing and showing up to these games. I mean, I get that. I get that part because I did go to a game earlier this season, and of course he was hurt, so I didn't get a chance to see him. You know, I understood. I wasn't sitting there holding it against him or anything. 
I just at this point, if you're a Laker fan, I know you want to see him and all that, but you got to know that the right move right now is for him to sit. There's no reason he should be playing at all, at all. Like, not at all, dude. Like, not at all. You know, then that kind of leads us to the fact that, you know, here we are sitting here waiting till the offseason. And uh, some of the rumors that came out today, or not today, but the last few days, is that Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd is over here stirring the pot, right? So yeah. we got, <laughs> and I think you probably, some, let me get some of these quotes up because <laughs> he's like begging for the job, man. Begging. <laughs> he's got Woj working overtime right now. Yeah, he's got Woj working overtime. And then he's on the ESPN The Jump saying, when you look at the Lakers as a whole, it's a franchise that's one of the best in the world, mm-hmm. not just in the NBA, but the world. And so if you ever have the opportunity to wear purple and gold, you cannot turn that down as a coach, as a player, because they're all about championships. And so they have a process. They have a young team and the, and then they have LeBron James and the, and he kind of sped up things. And so he wants to win now. But I, I think, again, it takes time. Huh. I don't want Jason Kidd. <laughs> that, do sounded, that, that sounded great. But... Oh, no, yeah, it sounds good. He's like saying the right things to get this job. Oh, but so was Mark Jackson saying the right things too. Oh, yeah. But, but, I mean, but Mark Jackson's always saying the right things, right? Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah. He spends his entire career saying the right things. Oh, man, I don't know, man. I'm just – I'm so over the whole fiasco. I'm just – at this point, I just want the summer to come. I want whatever's going to happen to happen. Next year's going to be a much better season. I'm not really worried about that, but I'm just so over this season. I'm so yeah. worried. Oh. I'm over talking about the draft. I'm over talking about LeBron and, you know, Alonzo and keep the core and take them, yeah. you know, whatever. I just, I'm just, I'm over it, dude. I'm just so over it. It's just like, let's, let's fast forward. Let's simulate the rest of the season, the draft, the championship. Let's give the Golden State Warriors a championship already. Let's get into the, uh, July 1st. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to put money on the side, we can talk later. We can put some of that, uh, um, we call it on, on ESPN radio, that uh, what money? The hypothetical money, or what is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we could do some of that if you want on the side. But we uh, could do uh, yes, we could start our own hypothetical money here, man. Our 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 funny money. We could call it funny money. Funny money, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, so how much funny money you want to put up on this? How much? Are we, how much? Are we, first, how much are we getting? Okay, so let's start off with. How about we just start off with a G? Okay. You know, we're not ballers, right? We've already established that, so we'll start off with a G. So I'm putting up. You know what? I'm gonna go all in, bro. I'm gonna go all in. A okay. G. I'm just going. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go 800 because I want to at least keep 200 if if I'm out. All right, let me keep a dollar then. I'll keep you a know, dollar. My my 800 is on a Golden State Warriors to win it all. <laughs> the only reason I oh, think, I I, dude, I'm just telling you, I I don't think they're gonna pull it off this season. I think there's way too much competition. I just think there's too much competition right now. Coming out of the East or the West? Uh, I think Philly is like a, a bona fide threat. I think OKC, under the right circumstances, could take them out. Philly just lost the Magic by like 15 or 20. It, it's a regular season. And Jimmy Butler looks like trash next to that lineup. Well, I mean, I just – it's not so much because of Jimmy, but Embiid to me – dude, Embiid to me is a top yeah. 10 guy. You know, he's he is a freaking beast. Yeah. I, I mean, Boston had handled them too, and Boston kind of sucks. They handle them. They own them. So, I mean, you, a better argument would have been if you would have said Toronto or Milwaukee to win it all. Then I would have said, okay, maybe I should put 500 instead. But you're going with Philly? That's kind of – See, but for me, Toronto. I mean, outside of Kawhi, who do they really have? I mean, Lowry. You know, in the in the uh, postseason, he disappears every postseason. So you you he's not going to be around. So at that point, you got Kawhi, and then you got these role players. Role players are great, but I mean, remember the Atlanta Hawks a few seasons back when they won? I don't yeah. know how many fifty plus yeah. games, and they was pretty much a bunch of role players. Damari uh, Carroll and uh, who else was on that Al squad? Al Horford. Al Horford was on the squad. A bunch of role players and Al yeah. Horford, pretty much. And what happened when they went into the playoffs? Nothing. No, no, you're right. You have to have star power, and Philly does definitely have that. 
but I, I still would have went with Milwaukee or um, even Boston or, or well, even. Well, yeah, but I'm, I just threw out Philly as an example. But even oh, Milwaukee, I think you were going with Philly. No, 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 no. I'm not going with Philly. Well, where's your money at? Oh, where my uh, you know what? If I really got to put my money somewhere, like my actual real fake money, I'll probably have to put it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I feel like it's their time, so I'm gonna, dude. Right now, I just wanted to say the Houston Rockets, man. Oh. Dude, I don't. Ugh. They're playing pretty well right now, man. I just yeah. Until Chris Paul hurts his hamstring <laughs> in the second round. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not putting my money on Houston, bro. I'm, honestly, I, I'll, I'll put it on – if I got to put it on one squad, I'm going to go with uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been pretty impressive, to be honest. I respect I, that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see too much of them up until like when the Lakers played them, but mm-hmm. they're they're a legit squad, bro, and they're a legit, yeah. like, well-oiled team. Yeah, and I was the Compo is balling out of his mind. That dude's an MVP, no, like, hands down, for sure. You think hands down? Oh, yeah. I mean, you could yeah. argue Harden, but I the Compo, with, with him not on the team, they're still solid. But he, they need him, obviously, and, and and Houston also needs Harden. But I, I still get, go Greek Freak all day. He carried that team the whole season, hasn't been first place. I had a friend who was sitting there talking to me about the whole Giannis and the Harden, and he was actually saying the Harden was going to take it hands down. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, no, I mean, I got the Greek Freak, but I don't know if it was so like hands down though, because I think Harden's been making a little bit of noise. Yeah, no, no, for sure, he he, he has an argument. Some of the worst fans in the league. I've gone to Lakers games. It's incredibly quiet. I can record a podcast there. I can break up with a significant other in your arena. You guys aren't real sports fans. I hate to break it to you. Forever purple. And I'm talking about our purple. Sincerely, Hassan Minhaj. So that was Sacramento Kings, apparently Sacramento Kings fan, Hassan Minaj. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't even know if I should really dignify this with a response. I woke up this morning and I saw this post of, with Hassan Minaj trashing Laker fans. And I thought to myself, first I thought, Hassan Minaj is a Sacramento Kings fan? Like, I never even knew that. Like, so to me, at that point, I'm questioning your fandom, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, people that know me know, you know, I'm a Laker fan. People that know me know I'm a Mariner fan. You know, they know what I rep. Right. And, and I like Hassan Minaj, and I, you know, I followed him on The Daily Show, and I've seen some of his stand-up, and I think he's a funny guy. But this post to me last night was just so funny, sitting here talking crap to Laker fans. And then I, so I had to, so, and this is a true story. So I'm driving in the morning and, uh, with my wife and I'm telling her a little bit w- about what happened. And she's like, well, well, so what's going on? I don't, I don't understand what's the problem. And I'm like, well, he's talking, you know, mess about Laker fans and the Sacramento Kings have never really been relevant. And I, I even went on Google and had to Google when the last time the Kings won a championship. And the last time the Kings won a championship was actually 1951, 1951. And they weren't even the Sacramento Kings. They were the... Tell you right now, the Rochester, no, the Rochester Royals, <laughs> the Rochester Royals. So to me, I'm just like, man, dude, you are just throwing salt all over the place just because you're making the playoffs. I think at this point, are they even making the playoffs? No, no, they're they're like four games back of the eighth spot, maybe maybe more. Damn, I can't even imagine if they actually were going to make the playoffs. Imagine how how uh, rowdy their their fans would be then. But the funniest thing is when I was talking to my wife, right? So I go. I tell her all the sac- – he's a Sacramento Kings fan. And my wife literally this – and I'm not even adding anything extra to it. She goes, the Sacramento Kings? Sacramento has a team? <laughs> literally. <laughs> Dude, and we have family in Sacramento. Oh. And we've been up there. We've been by the stadium. And she still goes, I didn't even know the Sac- – I thought it was – she said, I thought it was the Warriors. Wow. That, that's how bad it is. So, yeah, take that, Hassan Minaj. Yeah. Huh. 
ha, my wife burned. So Hassan Minaj coming out here and like talking trash to Laker fans, I think is just, I, I don't know. I think, should we even like acknowledge that, I guess, after no. this? I, no, no. I guess it was just funny, but maybe that's what it was. It was supposed to be funny, right? He's a comedian. Yeah. He's a comedian. But another funny story that came actually, I don't want to say we broke, but we kind of spread rapidly was the, the Kobe Chow story, what, about a week ago? Yep. Where, uh, you know, you have, I believe you have the quote, no? Yeah, one of the stories that we actually helped spread and uh, we kind of broke, if you want to call it that, uh, was Kobe Bryant was interviewed by one of the Spanish outlets in Spain about, you know, he was interviewed about the FIBA and, and the World Classics and all that. Um, and they also asked him a couple questions about Lakers training for Anthony Davis and what he thought about it. And uh, I'll read you the quote here. He said, Kuzma, Lonzo, Ingram, are all three of them better than Anthony Davis? No. Ciao. Bye. Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the world. Not currently in history. What are we talking about? If you can trade for Anthony Davis, you do it. If not, all right. We have three players who are very young and work hard. They're smart and they have to develop. But if you can trade for Anthony Davis, yes. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I mean, I, it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I get it. It's. I think the only reason it's a big story is just because it's Kobe saying it. But I mean, did we? I think we all agreed on this, right? We. I mean, it's Anthony Davis. You got to make the move. It's. It's the logical right. move. But you. But you were actually one of the ones that said you wouldn't trade all three young pieces. No, I wouldn't. But I understand why but they Kobe would. would. Yeah, I mean that's Kobe though. But he Kobe also put Rob Palinka on the on the plate. So how has that worked out for you? Yeah, and he also wanted to trade Andrew Bynum for Jason Kidd. Ship is out. <laughs> that's true, but you know, and Andrew Bynum helped us get another ring, right, or a couple rings. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Look, I, I get the Anthony Davis stuff, and yes, I wouldn't. I personally, if I was a negotiator, if I'm the GM, if I'm the Laker guy, and I'm the one pulling the strings, I don't go past one of my core guys at this point. I just, I can't. Because at this point, I already wasted another year of developing these guys, and they're on the cusp of breaking it, I believe. Yeah. I believe at the end of this next season, at the max, they're going to be what they're going to be for the most part. You know, Ingram is going to be what he is. Lonzo, you're going to see what he's going to break out into because he was on the verge of breaking out prior to his injury. Right. And Anthony Davis is great and amazing. And, yes, I, I have him on all my 2K teams every single time just because he's such a baller. But – I can't give them three of my core guys for Anthony Davis. Yeah. He, ha he, he is an amazing talent, but other than that, he hasn't done much. What yeah, is he no, and, and I mean, the, the way Kobe said it, I, I kind of agree with him 100%. You, you trade all three of them, you give them whatever they want for Anthony Davis, one of the top players in the world in history, he said. But if you don't, you still have your three young guys that you can build around and you can help them, you know, get better and improve. And hopefully there's a coach that can help them get better as well. But I, I, I agree with Kobe. And as far as that, I, I, I would trade all three for Anthony Davis or more. But if not, hey, we still got the young guys. Well, you know, I, I would be a little bit less hesitant to do it if I knew who the other guy is going to be on the team. Like maybe after this summer, once we sign another guy, right. maybe I'm more like, OK, you know what? I'm willing to move him. If we snag a Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, oh man, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James, holy. Bananas. Oh, dude, when I saw the picture of Paul George, Kawhi, and LeBron together last offseason, I kind of like, I flipped out. Like, I literally flipped out. I was just like, oh my God. Like, I I had thought about it, but it hadn't really like, I hadn't really, uh, I guess, processed it until I saw the picture of them that somebody photoshopped. And I was like, holy, dude, if we could line these three guys up. Did so you see that 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 video of um, when uh, LeBron was in Toronto? And he, he walked up to Kawhi and said, kind of, uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be nothing. It could be something. 
But dude, that all that is is LeBron giving everybody the middle finger, dude. LeBron has been doing it all season long. He's been like, oh, I can't say this. Oh, I can't say that. Watch me. Yeah. Watch me. Just watch me, dude. His show on the shop when he had uh, what's his face, uh, Antonio Brown. It was Antonio Brown and Anthony yeah. Davis, right? Anthony Davis, uh huh. Dude, the entire time I was just watching this show and I'm like, oh my dude, goodness. I'm like, LeBron is so above the NBA. Like right now, like the NBA can't touch this guy right now. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing they can do to this guy. If they were to come on, try to like, uh, I don't want to say punish, but if they want to reprimand him with anything, I just, I don't think it phases him. He's got way too much money. He's got way too much power. He's got way too much influence at this that, point. That, that shop that was tampering one-on-one, man. Whoo. Dude, he was just pretty much. Uh, only thing I needed to see was his arm around Anthony Davis. Yeah, That's like a, I was just like, dude, just put your arm around him, or just, or just your... letting him hold a Laker jersey on the side, like yeah, like, like or or the Laker jersey like in the background, like in the back, mm-hmm. see it just sticking out, That's right? Funny. <laughs> but dude, even Antonio Brown, like this is kind of off the subject, but Antonio Brown on that show, what is up with this guy's mustache? What's oh, up with the, blonde, the blonde one? Oh my god, dude, what the is up with the one? bleach mustache? Who told him that that looks good? Yeah, no, I. <laughs> That guy's a weirdo. To me, it was he's a baller that, though. He oh, definitely a baller. But not I just thought baller, it was though. no, not a big baller because right now he'd be forty percent <laughs> off, uh, forty to fifty percent off, site wide, right? Yeah. This was mustache. I couldn't take him serious because I kept looking at his mustache. And but the he was talking that mask too, though. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. That the entire shop episode to me was I was it was just so funny. And yeah. then they had two chains in there for some reason. I don't yeah. know what he really brought to the conversation. I don't know, man. This whole season, I just really want to forget, like, ASAP. I'm just – I'm so over it. I'm so done with it. I just – I just hope that tonight when I go to sleep, I wake up and it's the start of next season. And I already know who we have, who's coaching us. At this point, honestly, I just – let's just keep Luke. No. Dude, with a healthy team, all that's going to happen is next year if we don't have all these injuries, we're going to be what we were supposed to be this season, and whoever's coaching is going to get praise for it. Mark Jackson, Luke Walton, Tyron Lue, whoever it is, they're going to be like, oh, my God, look at what they did. And it's all yeah. injuries, man. It's all injuries. Kobe said the same thing. Kobe said. Yeah, no, know, they, were, they were that. They were really good when, when they were before they all got injured. But. I feel like Luke lost the locker room a little bit. They all like him. They love him. Ramona Shelburne said they all love Luke. Rondo said he was the best coach he's ever played for. They love him. Really? Damn. But, yeah, he said that to Ramona. But it, it's I think it's more than being a good friend or a good teammate as a coach. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to drop those X's and O's out of a timeout. And you got to be able to get a good play out of that timeout. Because I'm, I haven't seen Luke draw up a good play. I, usually after a timeout. They end up going ISO bar. They go one on one, or they end to get a turnover. So yeah. I need to see a coach is going to make X's and O's, and it's going to make good adjustments on um at halftime, good defensive schemes. It's it's there's no not even an offensive scheme. Uh, what are they running? But why can't they bring in another guy and more seasoned coach to help them out with that? Uh, what's the point of that? Might as well just bring the other guy to make to be the main coach. Maybe, but maybe you bring in like a Tex Winners type. No, well, not not essentially Tex winner, but I'm saying a, a Tex winner's yeah. type, you know. Yeah, no, a, guy, a guy who's not gonna be at the helm, but he's an offensive mind or whatever the case is. But I don't know if that's the case. But I'm just saying as far as the candidates that are out there, I just rather have Luke, man. I just I don't want Mark Jackson. I don't want Tyron Lue. I don't want Jason Kidd. Oh, I definitely don't want Jason Kidd. Mm-mm. But that's what's gonna happen, man. This is is that what you're prepared for? You're you're prepared to go into next season with Jason Kidd as a head coach? Well, no, I, I don't think – I think he's begging for that job, and he's trying to – he might get an interview, 
but I, I just out of respect, but I don't think he's going to be the next head coach. Um, I'm I'm preparing for something like uh, Tyron Lue or maybe even Amani Williams if he gets interviewed. I I, I don't I don't think they're going to go with Mark Jackson or what's the other guy's name? Tyron Lue. No, oh, no, I think they're going to go with Tyron Lue. That's my prediction. Jeff I don't think they're going to go with uh, Jason Kidd or Mark Jackson unless somehow somehow uh, Clutch comes in and says, hey, you, we need you to hire Mark Jackson because he's one of us and yeah. we got to hire Mark Jackson. But I don't think Magic's going to let that happen. So at the end of the day, I think Tyron Lue is kind of like meeting you 50-50, meeting you halfway. I know LeBron respects Tyron Lue. According to David Griffin, who was his GM, LeBron loves Tyron Lue and he respects him. And, and David Griffin says Tyron Lue was one of the best at – calling plays out of a timeout that he would teams would be in a zone defense um out of a timeout because they weren't they didn't want to get embarrassed by the play that Tyron Lue was going to call mm. well he can't be any worse I get it I get it I just uh, at this point like I said I'm just kind of over it I'm kind of over talking about it like even yeah, my voice I, I even feel like I don't feel like I even have any energy to have to have this conversation right now to me at this point I'm just like just let's just fast forward yeah fast forward you know and at this point, I'm just done with the season, man. I'm done with the season. Even like this D'Angelo Russell narrative that we had going on like a week ago, it's just ridiculous. Like, oh my God, D'Angelo Russell, he he himself eliminated us from the playoffs, man. That must have been so satisfying for him. Even though he knew probably for like a month prior to this game that we were done and we were already toast, right? Yep. But, you know, everybody loves it, man. And D'Angelo didn't even have such a great game. He had that chase down block that LeBron got on him and all that. But, you know, Brooklyn's just a better team at this point and – D'Angelo to me is just yeah no D'Angelo Russell it, it's the talks are getting a little annoying um I know Greg got got, got into it with some people and trying to kind of defending the point of why we had to get rid of uh, D'Angelo and to, in order to get the, the cap space and all that yeah uh, but, you know the talks are starting to get watered down starting to get kind of just annoying like we don't have D'Angelo no more he's not a Laker so let's move on guys if you're a D'Angelo yeah. fan become a Nets fan and and follow D'Angelo wherever he went. Or how do you call it? Uh, a D'Angelo? What do you, what do you call it? Uh, a Delodian? Delodian, if you want to be. I mean, <laughs> that, cool. I mean, by all means, follow ah! that. Be a Nets fan. But um, the ice in my veins stuff and all that—it's it's over. It's done. And, and I even saw a post of someone posting like um, LeBron. At, I mean, I'm sorry, LeBron. D'Angelo at uh, 19 years old, and him him now at 21, 22, whatever he is, whatever age he is. But it shows how how much he's improved. And it's like, oh. Wow, like a, a 19 crazy. year old, not as good as a 23 year old. That's so crazy. Wow, yeah. he grew. Of course, of course. Let let uh, Lonzo, let Ingram, um, everyone else, let them grow. And at 23, 24, you're gonna say, "Wow, they got so good." I was I was gonna say, let Zubak, let Zubak, let Zubak, <laughs> just let him develop. <laughs> I, I caught a bit of the game the other day, and he came out in his Clippers jersey, and it's just such a weird thing to me every time I see him in that Clippers jersey. So sad. I think at this point we're I think we're both clearly over it, and I think this is probably be a good time to start signing off. But I want to thank everybody who had a chance to catch our initial debut to the uh, Showtime Forum podcast. You know, we're gonna try to build this a little bit more. Obviously, our platform is new. Our platform is for you, so we kind of hope that you guys will help guide this podcast the way you guys want it to go. We'll start a mailbag as well on Twitter, so you guys you guys can kind of get your questions in, comments, whatever you guys want to talk about, your topics in for the next podcast. And anything you guys think you guys that you guys think will be great to uh, put on the podcast, feel free to comment, drop a line uh, to um, Adele on Twitter at Showtime Forum. You can drop me on Instagram at Showtime Forum. Um, if you want to catch us on our own uh, platforms, you can catch Audeezy um, on Twitter as Audeezy, A-U-D-E-E, zy underscore, underscore right yes sir and you can catch me on on twitter under ray underscore el barbon 
That's R-E-Y underscore E-L-B-A-R-B-O-N. I was about to start singing the Wonder Bread song right now for a second. <laughs> From us and everybody at the Showtime platform, thank you very much, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Yeah. Like it, what you look like is that this happened.